Welcome to episode two of the Markup by Media Versus examination of drag racing, street racing in the city of Memphis. In this episode, we're going to take it to the streets. <laughs> with, our colleague, with our colleague, Melanie Gaines, uh, who's going to interview some people who have been dramatically affected by this issue. And so tell us more about it, Melanie. I just want to take a quick poll. Like, how many of us have been woken up in the middle of the night by a screeching car down our residential street? Anybody? Or what about a high-speed chase? Have you been involved in a high-speed, you know, driving race on Bill Morris Parkway or on the expressway, 240 loop? Anybody out there? Has anybody just witnessed, you know, just a car doing a donut in the middle of a four light intersection. So if this has been your experience, and I think you're going to feel uh, really connected to the story of two East Memphis residents that had quite an ordeal with reckless driving on Riverdale Road. And so take a listen. Light pole has been knocked down seven times. You're talking about the light pole that's right here on the side of your house at yes. the entry of this neighborhood, this subdivision here, right off of Riverdale. Yes. Seven times. Yeah, I think nine, but I can confirm seven. So when MLGW comes out to replace it, like, do you ever talk to some of these workers as far as like when they're replacing it and like, well, how much does this cost in taxpayers? Like things like that. Like they just come out and just they just come and put it up. When the police hit it, uh, what was it? How long it was? What? A while ago. It's been about seven, six months ago. Somebody was racing, and they cut through, and they got through, and another man was sitting there at the stop sign, and the police smashed into him, and they came up onto the property and hit the pole and was stuck wedged. A police officer had to go to the hospital and everything. Mm. And then, before, then the accident... Before that, the young man that was drag racing, somebody hit him and knocked him into a pole. He got electrocuted and he died. Yeah, and I think even the way it was reported, I remember that night, we, we talked about that. There were two incidents on Winchester and Riverdale. There was the racers, the street racers. Um, it was four of them that were arrested. They had to shut down Winchester and Riverdale because maybe 30 minutes after that, there was that wreck right there on Riverdale. And the way it was reported is that he was killed, I guess, from his injuries but he was really killed from being electrocuted to death. Yes. We was in our bedroom, and we saw when the, when the surge go up, it, our whole bedroom lit up. And I was like, oh, my God, I think one of the uh, conductors finna explode because we didn't saw it do, do it before. And then it did it again and did it a third time. Then it went boom, and all the lights went out. And so we came outside, and that's when we saw the young man car. It was a red Mustang. It was wrapped around the pole. No, nothing else was going on. Everybody came outside because it shut down all the power all the way down to, it was a long way. They sh it shut down the power to Jordan, all this little section over here. Right. And when the ambulance uh, got here and the police got here, you can tell that the boy was dead because they was moving real slow. So yeah. they put a fire truck in front 
of the car and they put the fire chief he got on the medium and they shut down that, that side of traffic and the other side where people couldn't just watch what they was doing. And so they was moving real slow. I was like, that boy did. And so we uh, stood on the sidewalk and we was watching them. My other neighbor recorded it. I didn't record it because I knew that boy was dead. And so um, they pulled his lifeless body. We saw his legs when they hit the stretcher. That boy was dead. And I was like, oh my God, you know, and I was, you know, it just kind of traumatized me. And all I could think about, they need to do something. It's always a wreck. I, I mean, since I've been in this subdivision since 1999, and it's been 33 wrecks, and they always right here. It might be some on down the street, it might be some down the street, but it's just too much. What do you think is causing it? Why does it seem to be concentrated right about here? It needs a light. It needs speed bumps. That's, it needs a light and speed bumps there. The traffic from the long stretch from where it is to there is too much. So we're looking at maybe like... This is uh, maybe rains in Winchester. No, what the, when they sometimes when they start the race, they start down at Shelby Drive first, mm -hmm. and then one of the lights by the Auto Zone stops them. But if it's not, if it if you don't stop them, they, they just keep on going. It's you, continuous, and so they get the most speed they get is right up in here, mm -hmm. and so it's only from from Shelby Drive to Winchester with two lights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's only two lights between. No, them. it's one light. Because I feel like once you get to Reigns, there's that gateway tire. <laughs> and then when you get to Shelby Drive, that's it. It's one light from that whole street. Mm -hmm, just it's one, one light. light. That's, that's what it is. It's one light. That's got to be about a half, one and a half, one and a half miles to Shelby Drive. It's more than that. It's longer. Yeah, that's I mean, a, that's from, a nice little stretch. From, from, from here to there, that, it's one light. Need to be more. Because even when I think about some of the other racers, another starting point is Kirby to Riverdale. Mm -hmm. It's only Ross Road. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you're going uphill. So when they cut through that intersection, we've had a lot of wrecks right there at Winchester and Riverdale where they run through the intersection and hit people or whatever. So really, really, like when you, this whole stretch of Riverdale, you got to look at it like it's coming from, from the highway all the way to Olive Branch, Mississippi. It's so straight away in this perfectly paved road. So you got all, you got these big long stretches where you just open up. You get wide open and go as fast as you want to go until you reach a light. So I think it's most dangerous right here where we are because once they stop at that light, it's like, okay, it's go time till we get to the highway. And so what we usually hear is they'll start up and then right right when they get to our house, it's like, boom, that's when they shoot because it's like, okay, we don't have to wait for any more traffic. But usually most of the wrecks come when they don't wait. So they'll like, they'll just punch it full speed from the light and somebody could easily turn out of the subdivision. If you don't know how to drive or you're going too fast, you're going to end up in my backyard or, you know, down the street somewhere wrapped around a pole. I mean, from sun up to sun, sun down. down. It's, always, it's always a wreck. I mean, the young lady, the, the wreck that just happened the, uh, the other Friday ago, she was coming out of those apartments and she had to hurry up and get out of those because when you're trying to come out of those apartments, people be trying to, they, they, they just going so fast, you have to hurry up and get out of there. But she got out of there and she said she saw in her uh, rearview mirror the cars coming. It was six chargers. And she said she tried to get over. And when she got over, she said the three of them went past her. And one of the other chargers, they was all speeding. They were doing like 100. And because they had been out here all day. And I, my thing is, I call the police. They'll come for a minute, then they leave. 
I keep telling them, you can catch them if you sit right there. They, uh, this is a perfect speed trap. They'll make so much money, but they don't stay there long enough. We tell them where they come from, and you can see exactly what they're doing, and they'll sit there for a minute, and then, you know, after they notice, you know, the police, they'll, they'll go away, and then they come back again, they do it all over again. And when they get right here on the side of the house, they'll get right here, or they'll be right there at the light, and they be gunning it. They get beside each other, and they, you know, and that accident that happened yesterday, that boy had been racing up and down that street all day. I doubt now I want. I got proof. Right. And, you know, I'm like, y'all get somebody out here, they racing again. Right. Somebody gonna get killed. And boom, it wasn't even good 30 minutes later. It and the child was injured. Yeah. That. And it was his fault because he was racing. He was racing. That night when on the accident, that young lady kept saying, Oh my baby, my baby. It knocked her up into the medium. And then when she was knocked up in the medium, she was not sitting on the curb and nobody could see her because it ain't even no lights out there. She almost got hit again. It's a bike lane out there, but you don't see nobody riding no bike there. You can't ride a bike there. You're going to get hit. The cars are going too fast. The cars get into the bike lane. I mean, it shouldn't be three lanes anyway. It should be two lanes. But I mean, I don't I don't really know how to stop. It's like once they, re it was already, they was racing at first. But once they repaved it, it seemed like they made it worse. I don't know what they did, but it made it just, just like it's it's like an expressway. And you hear it all the time in, in the, the 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 new cars, whatever kind of cars they got with those things, the pipes and stuff on there, you know when they're coming. And the sad part about it, you know that they're doing a lot of speed if you can hear them all the way down there. You know, you gotta be doing a lot of speed. And I mean, you can hear them. I mean, when they start up and they and it get louder and louder and all you can do is just brace yourself and just you know i have twenty thousand dollar worth of property damage right so now. walk us through the damage that happened with this particular wreck oh uh, it, it it broke the, the concrete uh sidewalk it broke the sign it broke all the electrical lights outside my uh vegetation is gone and i mean i've been going up for years those trees like three hundred dollars a piece is five of them they gone uh, my shed, a uh, hundred, a uh, thousand pound uh, column fell on one of my sheds, and so they got to get a crane to get that off there. And all yeah. of that is still just it is right there, right there in my backyard. But I mean, if they they need some more lights, they need some more lights. And according to Dante and Lauren, across six lanes of traffic from where their curb, light pole, and property have sustained a number of damages, there sits a bus stop for elementary students. No crosswalks, no flashing lights high-speed traffic in both directions. Like I, I was telling you about the little boy, the little boy that was, his mom, I don't think his mama know how dangerous it is for him to be trying to get to that bus. He would come right. in the morning time and he'd be standing there and he'd be, you know, I'd be outside out there just messing around in my yard and I'd look at him and I'm like, what is this little boy doing? And the first time he did, it scared me because I mean, he ran out there, he got in the medium and he was looking, he had a little bag. He looked like about seven. And he, you know, darted to one and got over there on the other street. Mm -hmm. And another lady was like, oh, my God. She was sitting at the corner. She was like, girl, it scared me so bad. I said, it scared me. So the next following morning, I was like, let me get up and see if this little boy going to be outside. He was out there again. And so what I would do is, I'm, I, he don't know me. I don't know him. But I told my baby, let me hold your hand and try to get you across the street. Them cars are going so fast. Nobody's slowing down for a child. A, the, one of the ladies pulled her car out a little bit just so to make them try to slow down a little bit so we can get across the street. It's no crosswalks for these children. All the schools, only the elementary is one elementary school that way. All the rest of the schools, the middle schools and the high schools and the other elementary schools are all that way that they got to get across the street. But how, how can you slow down? You know, 
And then, I mean, then they got the bus stop on the opposite side of the street. Why come they couldn't stop in the subdivision, you know? But, I mean, even if they stop in the subdivision, the children from the apartment across the street, they still have to come across the street, too. It's one light from all the way. There's too much. So let me ask you this. You've been here since 99. What was Riverdale like in 99? It was beautiful. I'm from the project, <clears throat> and... um. I used to wake up and I look out the window and I just see concrete all the time. And my stepdad, he would take us around the city to let us see beautiful houses. And he'll tell me, don't get pregnant. Do something with yourself and get you a home and be a good girl. And everything that my stepdaddy taught me, I instilled in me. So when I saved up my money to get out of, the, out of the project, my first place I started looking around, I came out this way, it was so pretty. It felt like it was Germantown to Colleyville. You know, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was so nice. And, I mean, I moved over here. I was so proud, so happy. And, I mean, it just seemed like the whole neighborhood, it just went to hell. You know, I mean. Was it, it always six lanes when you moved out here? No. Or was it four lanes or two lanes? It was. I think it was two lanes. I honestly think it was two. In 99. I think, it was, I think it was two. I'm not sure. It just seemed like all of a sudden after they <clears> paved it, everything got faster for some reason. When did they pave it? You said about three years ago? A couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah it's been about three years ago. Two or after three, that. Yeah. yeah. And I think what's interesting is that even as these communities get older, like you said, like it is Germantown. Like it's just, we just kind of the backyard of Germantown. They just annexed <laughs> Right, right, really. Straight over. Right. And so even when I look at how things are set up, even the nature of the house, like these are some nice houses. How, that's why I was drawn to move out here. It, but to see the level of divestment in this part of town, like these are not just basic houses out here. But when you look at the infrastructure, you would think that this is a divested neighborhood that they're probably going to tear down soon and start back over. I mean, the bike lanes are not consistent. The lights are not consistent. Speed bumps are difficult to get. You have blighted commercial properties or these corporations just pack up and leave. We lost Target twice. That Kmart building been sitting there and after people kept complaining, 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 now y'all want to put something over there? But why did it take so long? So why do you think there is so much, well, maybe a lack of invest, investment in this part of town? So part of the city. Well, at the end of the day, this is a majority <laughs> black city. And so it's always going to come down, at least for me, it's going to be a certain level of, um, of racism because here's the deal. When you have a majority black city, majority black neighborhood, we're always going to be the last to get resources. So let me hit you with this. So are you saying that when you try to request a speed bump or lights or just more patrols, do you think the lack of attention to it is racism? Uh, I would say so because, you know, I'm pretty sure if you requested that in a call or, you know, another area or out in Germantown, they get right on it. And that's not to necessarily blame any officers because I'm pretty sure, you, you know, they got a hard enough job as it is. You know what I mean? But just for instance, when this thing happened, they probably didn't arrive for like an hour. No, or, two hours. Or, or it was pretty long. This was the hit. accident yeah. that was involved yeah. with four different cars. Yeah. All this damage. It yeah. took the police over an hour to respond. It, at least it, over it, an it hour. It happened at 1047. The, the police didn't get here until about 12 something. Major accident. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't necessarily know how. I know it was. It felt like 
well over an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And the the first people that did show show up were uh, traffic. Um, I don't even know if they was real cops. It was like, like the traffic <laughs> enforcement. Yeah, they showed up, and, and then after hour. a while, they left. <laughs> and it was still the car in the in the and median, and, and so we had to point the cars toward him and put the high beam. And then you the also toilet. had the other guy whose car was flipped on the side. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he could have died. He could have died. He got electrocuted because his car, where the gas tank was, the gas tank and the electrical box was right there in your yard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did any journalist talk to you that night? Nah, we just called nine one one. Like a bunch of us called. It's like, hey, it's a major accident. This dude sideways in my backyard. Um, hey, what do you need? Fire ambulance? Yeah, bring them all because we don't know who's hurt or who's she's not. She's a nine one one dispatcher. She heard my husband. She when she was getting off, she was like, "It's a wreck." And she came over. She was standing out there with us. She was out there the whole time. So you know, we got witnesses. The other neighbor next door, he was there. I mean, the boy was sideways. He had to push the door trying to get up out the car, hollering help. You know, how long did they, it take paramedics to get here? They got here, shoot, after uh, they got here a little while after the, the traffic truck. enforcement. In the tow, tow matter of fact, I the think I think the tow trucks was, was probably already here before the ambulance even got here. Yeah, so, I mean, luckily, no, luckily, they weren't you know seriously hurt. I mean, they lived by the grace of God, you know, but he didn't the, have a scratch on them, but racing, they had nerve. The ones that was racing have been racing all day. Now, they, didn't, they were speeding because what the young man said and the young lady said, this is consistent with what they saying. They had nerve to come back down here and park on the side of my house, and they was talking to, I don't, I'm not sure if they were talking to the young man or they was talking to somebody, and I heard the other guy say, ooh, man, he was riding past me, and all of a sudden I heard him go boom, and I looked over there, and I was like, was they the one that's racing? Because it was just real odd that y'all would pull up on the side of us, and they was just laughing, excited, and, you know, But everybody. never came up to you... Or try to offer help, apologize. No, they were just trying to see what damage the boy car had did. That's what I thought was real strange. And so they went back over there, and then they were saying they were talking about whoever the person that had hit, because they kept saying the young man and young lady said it was an orange charger. Come to find out, the guy in the orange charger, he kept going, and he went down there and parked right there at the Walgreens. And so he said he died nine one one. And so um, he said 911 never came. That's what the young man said. On the police report, it got everybody's name on there. And so they they statements, you know, they're going to say whatever their statements is. But the young man that actually caused it, uh, he said that he hit he hit her and she spun out and, she hit, and he hit him. And then he had landed up in my backyard. And like I said, they had been racing all day. I mean, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then I, I called and I'd be like, can y'all get somebody over here right there at the... At, at the at the uh, marathon, because that's where they start. Yeah, the gas station. They'll mm-hmm. start right there, mm-hmm. and you hear it when they get ready to, to start. In that police report, you said that there were some inconsistencies in terms of the guys that were responsible and the tickets that were written. The young man, the one that cops flipped over, he told me that it was two other people that they cited. They weren't on there. He said that the police gave them some tickets. I don't know who they are. I know it was some it was some more guys over there on the side. They was all in chargers mm-hmm. and they had been racing back and forth, back and forth. But he said the police gave them citations. I, I the police wouldn't let me speak to them. I wanted to see get the information and stuff, so I just stood back. He just told me get the police report and go from there. But when you got it, because this is also for insurance purposes too. Yes. Oh, I talked to this insurance company and I told them what the what the young man told me. Yeah, but so, they're but they're not on that police report that you filed. The the two other guys that he said that got sensations. Mm-hmm. No, they're not on that. So they're not legally or financially no, I, responsible. I, 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 the officer wouldn't let me do a report. He told me 
he gave me a number and he told me to go get the information for my for them. He got the um the young lady that hit the guy. hit the other mm-hmm. guy and he got the young man that was flipped side, sideways and he got the guy that that hit cuz he came back down mm-hmm. here. He the police asked him why did he leave? He said he um left and he called 911. He was sitting there waiting to see if the police was going to come. Mm-hmm. But his friends was down here, so he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, he stayed down there maybe about an hour and a half. And then he came down here. Somebody brought him down here. And he walked into police and he told police, I'm the one that hit the other car. And then they all started arguing. And I told him, I said, y'all, it's, it's done now. Just, the, you know, stop arguing and just... You know, right. and they were saying he was saying that somebody had he, he said somebody that he said another car jumped in front of him, but we don't know the guy that flipped. No, 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 the, no the, 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 the the orange vehicle who hit the girl who hit the guy. Yeah, but, he says another car jumped in front of him, but they were like, "No, nah, I saw you." But it, it no real no real way for us to know because we we in the backyard. Yeah, we, right. We All I know before they wrecked, I heard them race. It was a split second. And then next thing you know, we heard boom. And then boom. Because they had raced up the street. They came down the street. They raced up the street. They came down the street. They, 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 they fifth time. That's when the wreck happened. And I, the, the thing was going and through. this like, is 10-something at night. It was 1047. 1047. I got like recorded. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. Even when I was on the phone with you, 1047 p.m. Yes. because yeah, You'll never forget that yeah, time. Yeah, 1047, I was laying there in the bed. Mm-hmm. And all I could think about was like, I'm just thanking God that nobody died. Because that boy could have died. That girl could have died. And then she was still stuck in the medium. It's dark right there. No police was out there. Uh, one, of, uh, one of the people that I witnessed it, uh, he took his truck and turned it sideways to turn the lights to get people to slow down because where her car was stuck at, people was going to hit the backside of her car. Yeah, and I've seen that. Like, and just I, no regard for accidents. Like, and, they're still just... And while we were standing there, while her car was there, another car almost hit her car. It made the other car go on the opposite side of the, of the, of the street, on the other side, going head-on traffic. A police officer went past and went parked down there at Germantown Park. Yeah. That's where the police parked. I, maybe he had a call or whatever like that. I don't. Th- I don't even know if he saw that car going. It was going head on because he, he it could try to avoid her. It mm-hmm. went the opposite way, and then he had to go on down the street. Yeah. Just a few more questions. So I know last night we were texting with the accident that happened up the street here. If you had to tell the city with all the dangers, I mean, when you like, it's five folks on the ground out here. A child was injured, sent to Lebanon. Here's here's another wreck on a Sunday night. If you could talk to the city in a statement, explain to them why there needs to be investment in that. It'll stop deaths. It'll stop property damage. It'll stop people from their lives being destroyed. My home is destroyed. It's paid for. But they got it where we got to pay 40 more thousand extra more uh, uh, money on house taxes but we, it, it just feel like I'm not protected. I, I paid for my house a long time ago, and I didn't invest it in it. I'm a homeowner, not a leaser, not a renter, a homeowner. And it's, it's I love my home, but some, when I'm laying in my bed, I, 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 I'm scared. I can't hardly sleep. And like you asked me, you was like, how do you deal with all that noise? It sounds like I'm next to the expressway. My whole thing is like, I'm not sure if you can do anything physically about Riverdale, because as soon as you do something, then you'll stop traffic on the entire highway because it's, it comes right off and it's a straight shot all the way down to Mississippi. So, I mean, only thing I could think of, I mean, 
because you if, if you put a light there that's going to back up traffic again no, on no, the entire highway even if you sequence it so what i i would do you know if i were in charge or if i had the, the type of power that you know can make decisions for the city with people already don't got nothing to do out here you know we got a large car culture in the city okay well let's get some money flowing through here how about we build us a um, world-class drag strip somewhere in, in that warehouse area, not in the residential area, yeah, but yeah, where yeah. the trees can hit that noise yeah. and it won't. But I'm just saying, through. somewhere yeah. in I the city. I've been saying it though. Bill, you, you know we got a car culture here. Y'all sell more Dodges, Mustangs, and anything in this city. I used to sell cars, I used to sell them to people. So I understand, you know, the love that people have for their vehicles. So build, let's build a drag strip, charge people to come up there and race, charge people to come up there and watch it. Set up some type of legal gambling system. Y'all let millions or billions of dollars go to Tunica every year, go over the, over the bridge to um, the dog West track Memphis. every year, yeah. over there in West Memphis. And, and, and then that's not just something for people here to do. This is a tri-state area. So you can bring money and all that's types of revenue good. right here to the city. Are, do you have any final thoughts about this and what you're going through, what you're hoping for? I, I remember, I don't know if it was last year or some months ago, where they were talking They were talking about the cars on the news and talking about how loud it was and folks was complaining about it. So I would say, I don't want, I don't want this to be a situation where, okay, well, we're just going to do, do this big crackdown. Because whenever they deal with us, whenever they deal with black folks, it's always a, we're going to crack the whip on you. And we're going to give you harsher sentencing and we're going to put the foot on your neck even more. I like to have solutions. So like I said, hey, man, get together. Who, who can build a drag strip? Who can who can build a complex where y'all can go cut donuts, charge them, bring some revenue in? It's something for people to do. And y'all know we got this big car culture here again. Okay, well, where's the mechanical schools at for people who want to work on cars and become master mechanics? If you know your city has certain... Um, talents and certain skills cultivated and then use that to keep people here instead of having them go to Nashville. Man, what? You know, all the all the talent, even like for instance with the music, most people where am I go? I'm gonna go to Atlanta. Yeah. I'm not gonna stay in Memphis. It's usually the first stop for yeah. most Memphis folks. They just yeah. go to Atlanta. But yeah. All the talent is here. Cultivate what you have here. So you know, that's my thought on it. Shout out to y'all. What you say?